fire in the Spirit. How many believes that God can increase in your life? That's right. So fasting is going to help accomplish this. Praise God. Would you turn to the Word of the Lord here this morning, this afternoon, it's just afternoon, to 2 Timothy chapter number 1, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verses 9 through 10. Over the next few weeks, we're going to uh, suggest or recommend some books for you and I to read in addition to the Word of God that will really help us to stay focused, to stay on track, to keep our head in the game, so to speak. You ever been a member of a team, a sports team, a group, and you were trying to make a certain play, but there was a few people that were distracted. They weren't paying attention, and they could not perform the task at hand. Their head wasn't in the game. I believe that through prayer, focused prayer and fasting, we're going to get our heads back in the game. And we're going to get our focus right so that we can function in the faith of the Son of God. Hopefully so that we can cease from doing our will and begin doing God's will. Hopefully so that we can stop working for God and start working with Him. Those who work with Him are far more effective in the work of God, in the ministry, in the kingdom. And so I'm promoting it. I'm going to be involved. My flesh doesn't like it, nor does yours. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Because He's worth it. It's worth it. God's will is worth my sacrifice. The cause of Jesus Christ, amen, should be greater than the cost. Hello. It should be greater than the cost. If you want something real bad, whether it be steak, chicken, or a new truck, or to achieve a personal goal, to go to school somewhere, you and I both know, that you will make whatever sacrifice necessary. You will save money. You will put money aside. You will sacrifice things for something that is more important to you. I'm telling you, he's more important than the things of this world. He's more important, and his plan is more important than your plan. And so I think that there will be great things accomplished as we focus on the Lord during our time of prayer and fasting. 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verses 9 and 10. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose. Say that with me. Say, according to His own purpose. And grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Notice it was given. 
before the world began, but is now made manifest. Huh? The lamb was slain from the foundation, but we know there was a time in human history where that was manifest. But now is made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who had abolished death and had brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I want to say that our calling, someone say our calling, this holy calling is all about God's purpose. It's all about God's purpose. God's purpose. God's plan. We are here by God's design. We were all created by God and for God's pleasure. And God has a purpose for every living soul. He has a purpose. And I think today that we're going to discover and understand with greater clarity what God's purpose is and how to align ourselves so that we live and function and fulfill the calling and the purpose of God for our very, our very being. So I want to preach for just a short time so we can go and eat because tomorrow is one meal a day. Ooh, I don't know what we're going to do when we get up in the morning and that urge comes over us to check our Facebook. God, have mercy on us. <laughs> we need mercy and grace. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, when you get tempted, pray for your brother. Maybe the Lord will help you. <laughs> Praise God. So I want to preach for just a, little, just a little while here today, posturing ourselves for God's purpose. Posturing ourselves for God's purpose. Can we lift our hands once again before we're seated? Just lift your hands and your voices. Call upon the Lord. It's, 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 it's His work. It's His operation. It's, it's His project. It's God's plan and purpose that we're after. Oh, Lord, help us today to see you, to hear you, to receive your word, to receive knowledge and understanding and wisdom. Give us direction and counsel today. Help us, oh, Lord, to receive your word so that we might walk in it and do those things which please and glorify and honor you. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Posturing ourselves for God's purpose. You ever heard someone say, or maybe you've said it, brace yourself. Get ready. Hold on. How many has ever been on a roller coaster? <laughs> Woo, I remember rebuking the spirit of fear. <laughs> It was my own spirit. It wasn't the devil. <laughs> Aren't you so glad for those that will tell you? Brace yourself. Get ready. Are you ready? We're fixing to fall. <laughs> We're, this thing is fixing to drop. Or you're about to go into Walmart 
on Black Friday. Brace yourself. Get ready. Prepare. It's going to be mad. It's going to be crazy. You ever said that? You ever heard someone say that? They're trying to prepare you for something that is before you. So I want to say in the beginning that our time of prayer and fasting is to prepare us for something that God wants to see in our lives. So nudge your neighbor and say, get ready. Brace yourself. We're about to go somewhere. God's about to take us somewhere. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Tell them, posture yourself so that you can fulfill God's purpose for your very being. Is that Ernest over there? Is that Brother Ernest? Is that Ernest? Am I saying that right? Ernest, war, a, a war veteran, served in the army. 80 years old? Huh? 86 years old? Got the Holy Ghost and we baptized him in Jesus' name last week and he's here today. Hallelujah. In God's purpose and plan. Hallelujah. We were not created to determine or define our own purpose or destiny and don't be afraid to tell people and convey that statement people in our world are confused because they don't know their purpose they don't know their destiny and the reason why is because they don't know their creator because you will never understand your purpose and your destiny until you know the one who created you. We don't forge our destiny. We are here by God's design and for God's pleasure and purpose. Our calling, our position, our ministry is not about us. But it does involve us. Do you understand the difference? It's not about us, but it does involve us. It does involve us. It's about God's eternal purpose, His plan, His project. It's what He desires and what He has predetermined to be and to do, to accomplish. Our high and our holy calling is not to be what we want to be, but our high and holy calling is to be with the Lord now and forever. Our high and holy calling is to be with the Lord to know Him, to please Him, to become like Him. And how are we going to do that? We're going to do that through following Him. 
The highest calling of God is not to be a preacher, an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, or a witness, miracle worker, or a healer. The highest and holiest calling of God is to be with the Lord, to be with Him. That is the only way that you and I can know Him and fulfill our very purpose for being. Notice, according to the Scripture, that it was He that called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. It was He that made us and not we ourselves. He called us out of the world and into fellowship with Him. He called His people out of Egypt to be with Him in a promised land. Because until or unless we are with Him, we cannot please Him. Are you hearing me right now? If unless we are with Him or until we are with Him, we cannot please Him. Paul's greatest goal and greatest desire was to be with the Lord. To be with the Lord. No wonder he said to live is Christ and to die is gain. No greater desire did Paul embrace than the desire to be with his Lord, his God, his Savior, his Creator. Being with the Lord, I'm going to have a teaching moment here. Being with the Lord is the position or the posture that we need in order to become like Him, to be used by Him, to be a vessel that fulfills His plan. If God is going to fulfill His plan and purpose in us, we've got to answer the call and we've got to be with the Lord. Someone say, with him. You ever maybe heard or read or saw a gang? A gang. I have friends that were in gangs. Some may still be in gangs. <laughs> but in every gang, there's a gang leader. And... Those that are in harmony with the gang leader, the gang leader can refer to them or look to them and say about them, they are with me. I want the Lord to be able to say that about us. That we're not on our own. We're not doing our own thing. We're not trying to recreate what was already created, but we are simply trying to be with Him. Because if we are with Him, He's going to be the captain. He's going to be the Lord. He's going to be the governor. He's going to be the one that calls the shots. He's going to guide us and direct us in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. 
Oh, it will inconvenience us. But so be it. There will be sacrifice, but so be it. I wasn't created to be my own man and to do my own thing. I was created for someone else. Would you look at someone and tell them, you were created by someone and for someone else. You weren't created to do your own thing, to forge your own destiny. No, no, no. You were created by God and for God. God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. And now as members of God's kingdom and God's church, we've got to know and walk with Him and be with Him so that He is able to fulfill His purpose in, with, and through each and every one of us. Praise God. It's not the body's responsibility to tell the head what to do and where to go. It's the responsibility of the head to tell the body what to do and where to go. And we know that we have a head and it's Jesus Christ. He's the head of the church, the body. And unless we are with him, we will not be able to recognize his voice that is trying to guide and direct and teach and develop us and make us like him. Praise God. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30 says, now this is talking about the proper posture, the proper position, the proper alignment that we should have with the Lord. He says in Matthew 12 and 30, he that is not with me. You can be a member of the church and not be with him. You can be a member of this church and not be with us. Hello? You can be in someone's company and not be with them. But the Bible says, Jesus is speaking, it's recorded, he that is not with me is against and he that gathereth not, he didn't say for me. He said with me. That's when you become powerful in ministry. When we gather with him. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. God's way is better than yours. God doesn't have to go to the library. He doesn't have to go to school. He doesn't need a doctorate degree. Hello? He doesn't need to be taught. He doesn't need to learn anything. He knows all things. And if you're with him, he will share the things that he knows with you. And it won't take you so long to get the education you need to do the will of God. Some people are so smart they're useless to God. Because they elevate their education above him. And they're just trying to help God out. <laughs> Come here, God. Let me, let me, you know, we're living in different times. Now let me, let me show you. Let me teach you. Let me, let me school you. <laughs> I'm sure dad just, dad just, those kids. Anybody ever have kids that just, they know more than you? Uh, they know, they just know more than you. They know where to turn, but you don't. <laughs> they know where to go, but you, you don't. They know what cereal to buy, but you don't. 
They know what you should buy them, but, but you don't know. We don't. We're just parents, you know. We're just 40, 50, 60 years old. We just don't know that much. We need our kids to tell us, to teach us what to do and how to raise them and how to give them such luxuries and privileges and liberty. Oh, thank you, children. God bless our children in the back tonight. Oh, thank God for our children that teach us what their purpose is. (laughs) Help me, Father. God calls us not to be superstars, not to be giants. God doesn't call us to be skyscrapers. God calls us to be with Him. To be with Him. To walk with Him. To follow Him. And in the process of walking with Him and following Him, He is at liberty to mold us and to make us more like Him. The greatest soul winner is that person that will walk with God and allow God to be the teacher, the instructor, the counselor. Come on, the one who gives the guidance and the instruction and the wisdom of what to do, how to do it, the right approach. It'll save you a lot of reading. I'm not saying you shouldn't read, but I know people that they just want to read the latest book. And they don't even know the ways of God. The ways of God are not in all the other books. The ways of God are in the book, the Holy Bible. And if you and I will focus on the Word of God during our time of prayer and fasting, amen, listen, don't seek to get smart. Seek to get Him. The key to understanding doctrine and having right theology is the right approach. And the right approach is, I'm reading the Word of God to find the God of the Word. And when you make Him your pursuit, He will share, will reveal, will impart, will show you and I things that we could not learn otherwise. Praise God. God's process works <laughs> we're frustrated because we're trying to find God through our own means and methods but God still calls he's calling us and he's wanting us to be with him do you know that even after you're born again God still calls you to be with him Do you know that after you have been delivered from the bonds of sin and Egypt and the world that God still calls you to be with Him? Did you know that after you've been called out of darkness and out of blindness and out of ignorance into His marvelous light, God still calls you to be with Him? Do you know that after you've been in the church for 20 or 30 years, God still calls you to be with Him? To come up higher to where He is. To see Him, to behold Him, to walk with Him. You know, after you've become a preacher, God still calls you to be with Him. Huh? We can be gifted. We can become prolific preachers. We can become great orators. But that doesn't exempt us from the high calling of God to be with Him. Moses was over 80 years old and God said, I want you to be with me. Come up a little higher. You're too distracted among the people. I want you to come away and be with me. To be with me. Enoch didn't live for God. 
he walked with God. Are you hearing me? We're trying to live for God instead of walking with God. Enoch gave us the the secret. He says if we can walk with God, we'll please God. And if we please God, we will be taken by God. Enoch didn't work for God. Enoch walked with God. Somebody say with God. In Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says, and Noah walked with God. Notice how great the salvation of God is to those who walk with him. (laughs) We can save ourselves a lot of frustration if we'll just learn to walk with God. Doesn't matter who comes or goes. Doesn't matter if they recognize you. What matters is he knows my name. And he knows where I'm at. He don't have to find me hiding behind the trees. He knows where I'm at because I'm with him. (laughs) Don't you like going into an expensive restaurant? Someone tries to hand you the bill. And you say, I'm with him. (laughs) He's got the credit card. I'm with him. When I go to brother and sister Corinthians' house, and we're going to be going there soon to have some ribs. Hello? I'm not going to your house for you to be with me. I'm going to your house so that I can be with you. And if I'm with you, I eat his groceries. <laughs> huh? When you're with God, you get to eat his stuff. Huh? You get to access his resources. Come on, you get to see him and know him. Being with God is the highest calling. Oh, yeah. Devil tries to pick on you. I'm with him. Listen, the devil's not our problem. Human spirits are our problem. Flesh is our problem. I was telling one of our young ministers today, I said, if a, if a service is locked up, it ain't the devil. It's human spirits. I will tell you, besides God and the angels, you know the very thing that is more powerful than a demonic spirit? It's a human spirit. I can bind and I can shut the the mouth of the devil. I can put him in his place. And so can you, which is under your feet. Because if you're with him, everything that he's over is under you. And that means the devil. But you can't bind a human spirit. You can just tell them to shut up and sit down. You can just discipline and and educate. But you can't bind, rebuke, and cast out a human spirit. A human spirit is strong. Nothing hinders the church service more than a human spirit. Than a human attitude. A spirit with an attitude. (laughs) That's why when the praises are being sung, voices are being lifted. We need to bring our, our human spirit into subjection, into the proper focus, into the proper posture and alignment. It's all about Him. I need Him. My attitude's bad. My spirit's bad. I need God. I need Him. Cleanse us of all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. That can happen when we're with God. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. Moses met with God. Matthew chapter 3, verses 14, and I'm trying to get through. 
Jesus ordained the twelve. Notice he enlisted them. He empowered them. Then he employed them. Or he deployed them. There's a process to God's operation. Jesus ordained twelve. That they should do what? Read the verse. Matthew chapter 3 verse 14. Not to work for him. Jesus ordained the twelve that they should be with him. (laughs) The secret. The proper posture. The proper position. He ordained the twelve. I wish we could put it on the screen. Matthew 3.14. Look it up. Matthew 3.14. He ordained twelve that they should be with him. And as a result, that he might send them. Notice, it's much easier for God to send you if you are first with him. It's much easier for God to use you if you are with him. (laughs) My, my, my. That he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal the sickness and to cast out devils. He didn't send them out to do their own thing. He sent those out who were with him first. And even when they went out, they were with him. They were under his authority. They were under his care. And they went out in his name, with his word, and with delegated authority. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses number 9. I know I taught on this months ago. But we need to renew our minds. For we are laborers together with God. Someone say with God. We are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 says that we're workers together with Him. Someone say with Him. With the Lord. With Him. With the Lord. With Him. With God. With the Lord. It's where we need to be. It's the posture that we need. With God, the Bible says, all things are possible. Notice the words that Jesus gave us. With God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. With God, nothing shall be impossible. So what is possible is only possible with God. Not just because there is a God. Not just because a man, he exists. But it's possible when you're with him. It's only when you're with him. That all things are possible. Does that make sense? I'm hoping that this will really get down into the grain of our spirit and our soul. That it's only with God that it's possible to walk with God in an untoward generation and be called out of this world. It's only possible to endure to the end and to overcome and to keep the faith and to run the race. It's only possible with God. Not possible just because you attend church and because your name's on the on the list. It's only possible with God. With God. 
No wonder Jesus said, for without me, without me, ye can do nothing. So let me break it down. Being with God speaks of proper alignment. Proper alignment. Have you ever driven a car and the tires were not aligned? People looking at you funny. My daughter's like, what's wrong with that tire? Yeah, there's something wrong with that tire because there's negligence in the one who's driving that car. He hasn't taken the time to align the things on his vehicle so that he progresses properly and fulfill the purpose that that car was made. So being with God speaks of proper alignment. Being with God speaks of proper or a posture of unity, of agreement, of harmony, of togetherness. I want you to remember that one phrase. Being with God is about being in your proper place with Him. A place of harmony, a place of unity, a place of togetherness, a place of one accord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And coming into this place, this posture, this position, and maintaining such will sometimes cost us. Now that's what we're going to get into for just a few moments. There's a cost if you're going to be with Him. There's a cost to discipleship. If you and I are going to follow the Lord, there is a cost. There will be sacrifice. The terrain will be rough. It will require self-denial. It will require taking up our cross. Yeah. It will require spiritual stamina and endurance. There will be a cost to being with Him, to following Him. Look at someone and tell them it does cost you. Salvation doesn't cost you, it costed Him. But discipleship, following Him, will cost you. That's right. Coming into proper posture so that you might be used of God will cost you. It costed Moses. Someone say it costed him. It cost Enoch. Men of God and women of God of old, there was a price to be paid. But it's worth the purpose. Hallelujah. For which it was paid. So this season, 21 days, it's not 30. Look on the bright side, it's not 22. It's only 21 days. Woo! How you doing? I'm excited. Why are you so excited? Because I'm getting a new car in 21 days. Just kidding. Get a new truck. Get an ATV. Going to go hunting with my buddy. That's right. You know, if you want something bad enough, it doesn't matter how much it costs. If you want to get that tooth fixed, it don't matter how much it costs. Because your image matters more than what it's going to cost you. Huh? If you want to get some more teeth, 
you're going to save up to get them because your image is important, right? What you look like is important. Hello? You're made in the image of God. You're made in the image and in the likeness of God. God cares about what you look like to this world because you represent Him. You can't fulfill your purpose if you're not living according to your created purpose. Walking in the image and in the likeness of God. My Lord. <coughs> it will require prayer. Travailing prayer. Intercessory prayer. Prayers of supplication. It will involve fasting. It will involve sacrifice. It will involve consecration. But God's purpose being fulfilled is worth the sacrifice. <sighs> After nine months of having that life move in you, when you get to the place where that child comes forth, you forget about the labor. You forget about the pain because it's all about the purpose. Hallelujah. I pray that we get so focused on the purpose of God that we forget about the pain, that we forget about the media, that we forget about what the world's doing and what's going on in Sarah Palin's life and what's going on with Angelo Jolie and Brad Pitt's life and the Kardashians. Who cares? Really? We need to fast because we're distracted. I need to fast because I can't keep my hands off my phone. Oh. It's, it's connected to my brain. I think someone's calling or texting me. I, I'm thinking, oh, uh, Brother Stone King should be texting me by now. I need to fast because my mind and my spirit is so distracted because of the attractions of the world. Oh, God. So I'm willing to pay the price for the purpose of God. I'm willing to prepare and posture myself through prayer and fasting so that I can fulfill the purpose of God. Would you say that with me? Say, I'm willing. To prepare and posture myself through prayer and fasting so that I might perform the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands for just a moment or two? I'm going to ask our, our music to come. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Praise God. I started at, what, 10 after. So I know some of you are probably tired of me. Being with the Lord, fulfilling His purpose and plan is worth the cost. The cause of Jesus Christ, the communication of the gospel, it's worth any cost. Fastings, prayers, oh, perils, it's worth it to fulfill the purpose of God. Let me say this, prayer and fasting is simply the procedure, the action that prepares and postures us to be with the Lord so that we might please Him and perform His will. I wish you could Twitter that or Instagram that and leave it on there for 21 days. 
email me and I'll send you the notes today. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, God. Somebody help me. In Exodus chapters 24 and 34, Moses, hopefully this doesn't shock or surprise you. Moses didn't just go on a fast to become more spiritual. You know, all religions fast. Did you know that? All religions, Christians and non, fast. Satanists fast. Luciferians, they fast. Those religions that are witchcraft-based, they fast. So we need to know the God that we're serving and the purpose of our sacrifice while we're fasting. Even the Lord said through Isaiah, what is the purpose of the multitude of your sacrifices? Some people sacrifice and just starve to death and get grumpy. That's because they, they're not aligned with God. They haven't understood the purpose. They're just trying to get the performance right and hope that, that, that God accepts that and gives them some candy after the fast. Gives them some little award that they think that they've earned. Can we just lift our hands and just thank the Lord, acknowledge Him, recognize Him. He's talking to us. He's trying to help us. He's calling us. He's saying, seek ye me and live. You don't seek stuff and live. You seek Him and live. He is life. He's your answer. He's the remedy to your discouragement, disappointment, and discontentment. That's right. If you start walking with Him, you will become less judgmental of others. You'll start focusing on you, your relationship, and your responsibility to God instead of everybody else's who are imperfect. Can we stand together here? I'm not fasting so that this church gets better and improves. I'm fasting because I need to be better. I need to improve because I'm a part of this assembly, and so are you. And if we all did it for the right reason, we'll get the right results. We'll get the results that God has predetermined that we should have. Let me say a few words as you remain in that posture of listening to God. Moses didn't go up to the mountain to become more spiritual. He went up to the mountain because he was called to be with God. Did you hear that, Sister Mallory? I'm so proud of you. Sister... God called Moses to the mountain to be with him. Exodus 24, Exodus 34. It wasn't about making Moses a superstar. It wasn't about answering Moses' prayer. It was about positioning Moses so that Moses could be with God and thus fulfill God's purpose. Does that make sense? And while he was there on that mountain... His intention was not to become more spiritual. 
He was so captured and so enraptured by the glory of God that he didn't want to leave. He was with God in that mountain. God wasn't with him. He was with God. And while he was with God, God said, I want to show you something. I'm going to give you law, all right, because the law is to lead people to Christ, which is when I'm going to manifest myself through flesh. The law was the schoolmaster. But God wanted to show more to Moses than just the law. God wanted to show Moses who he was. Who the lawgiver really is. Could you imagine just receiving a law but not knowing the lawgiver? It was there on that mountain while he was with God that God revealed and manifested things about himself that no one could ever know. God revealed that he is gracious, that he is merciful, that he is abundantly good, amen, that he is truth and that he is long-suffering and that he is a forgiving God. you imagine just coming down with law in your hand and not knowing that the lawgiver is full of grace and love and long suffering and compassion and goodness it was while he was with God that he decided because God never asked him to fast but it was while he was with God that he decided being with him is worth more than anything in this world. It's worth more than my feelings, more than my preferences, more than food. Being with him is what it's all. I'm called to be with him. He didn't want to come down from that mountain. He wanted to be with the Lord. But he knew he had an assignment to bring the word of God to the people. Because the word of God was to lead them to the God of the word. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Sister Jocelyn, we're going to be fasting for 21 days. We're, we're, we're going to eat one meal a day. Right? We're going to eat one meal a day. And don't condemn yourself if, if you get faint and weary and you've got to eat a few grapes and mama got to hold a few grapes over you, you know, to keep you from dying. Just be wise. <laughs> huh? Don't condemn yourself. Don't, listen, and don't be checking on everybody else either. Huh? Let their sacrifice be between them and God. Don't be trying to spy on people. If you're trying to spy on people with your book of legislation, then you've missed the point. Oh, I'm going to just see what they're doing. If they're fasting. If they're... Did they have lucky charm? Did they have two bowls this morning? No, 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 no. It's all about us posturing ourselves. To be with God. Because when we are with Him, He leads, He guides, He governs, He performs miracles so great. The gifts operate, the anointing flows. Listen to me. Jesus Christ, in His humanity, He didn't go into the wilderness to become more powerful. He didn't go into the wilderness to become, to fast so that he could become more powerful. He already had all power. Jesus went into the wilderness, led of the Spirit, to bring his humanity into proper posture and alignment with deity so that he could fulfill his eternal purpose. 
Here's the title for your next book. Oh, yes. And the result of his preparatory process of posturing himself through fasting, conquering flesh, conquering self-will, conquering, conquering human desire and will, as well as Satan. <laughs> you see, flesh, flesh and, and human spirit is a lot harder to conquer than devil. <laughs> I mean, we can deal with the devil in a day. But it takes you a lifetime to deal with you. <laughs> if it had not been for the Lord. <laughs> and the result of Jesus Christ posturing himself to fulfill his purpose, he came out as a result in the power of the Spirit. When you and I align with God's purpose, we will see a demonstration of God's power as we progress and perform the will of God. Can we lift our hands to the Lord? What are you fasting and praying about? So that I can get my focus right. Hallelujah! Because if I get my focus right, I'll start functioning right according to faith. I'll tune in my spiritual ear to the voice of God. And I will be able to follow Him. What are you fasting for? Because I need to get rid of some attitudes that are hindering my spiritual attitude, altitude. What are you fasting for? I'm fasting so that I can be loose from the distracting voices and people and problems in my life. I'm fasting so that I can posture myself to fulfill the purpose of God. Nehemiah, you're called to go back home and to help the remnant rebuild the walls and refortify the city. What are you going to do? I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to posture myself. And I'm going to prepare so that I can be a vessel that God can use to fulfill His plan and purpose, not mine. It's not about us. It's about God. It's about His plan, His purpose. Come on, winning souls, that's God's project. We are to become laborers together. With him, Brother David, with him. I wonder if we can lift our hands right now. We're about to enter starting Monday. And I know some of you are going to be eating a lot, watching TV, watching Netflix, playing hours of video games. <laughs> I know that's probably going to happen. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my attitude right. I'm going to get my spirit right. I'm going to align myself so that I can be with God. Because if I never align myself and posture myself to be with Him, I'll never fulfill God's purpose for my life. I'll never fulfill the calling of God to follow Him and to do His will. We're going to make some sacrifices. It's going to cost us. We're going to be grumpy. We're going to get headaches. But I'm telling you, our attitudes are going to change. Our focus is going to change. We're going to get rid of uh, uh, distracting things and voices. We're, we're, we're going to become focused on our lives and our relationship with God and start trying to fix other people. It's not your place, your business to fix people. Your place and your responsibility is to follow the word and the calling of God. Let God be their God. 
Let him be their savior. We're so distracted because we're trying to fix everybody else's problems. And we forgot about the greatest problem. And that's the problem with our own heart. And our own spirit. And our own mind. Let's fast. Let's, let's just get rid of the media. Get rid of the entertainment. Get, get rid of all the politics and the propaganda. And let's focus on hearing the voice of God that calls us to be with Him. To be with Him. To walk with Him. To fellowship with Him. To follow Him. To do His will. His way. As a church, I wonder if we could spend the next few moments stepping out from where we are into this altar area. And we're saying to Pastor Kyle, as well as to the Lord, we're on board. We're on board. Hallelujah, we're on board. Because if we're ever going to be an impact and change this world, we've got to posture ourselves and position ourselves to be with the Lord that His purpose may be fulfilled in us and through us. Don't mourn about the fast. Don't mourn about the focused prayer. Because we're going to behold the glory of the Lord, Brother Bowen. We're going to behold the glory of the Lord. And when you get into God's glory, and when you see Him and hear Him and experience Him, you're going to say, He's worth it. He's worth it. He's worth it. It's worth the sacrifice. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. I wonder if we could lift our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. I need help, Lord. I need help. I, I don't want to be so focused on what it costs me that I forget about the purpose. I forget about the cause. I forget about why. I forget about your goal. Come on. Fasting isn't about our goal. It's about God's goal. It's about God's purpose. It's about God's plan. Come on. God can achieve His goal, His plan, His agenda, His project, His purpose in and through us when we posture and prepare ourselves, position ourselves through prayer and fasting. Come on. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just fasting. No, 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 no. no. What are you doing? I'm going to be with God. It's going to cost you to get there. It's going to cost you to stay there. It's going to cost you to walk with God. It's going to cost you to, amen, to live and walk and move in Him and with Him. Hallelujah. Come on, in the name of the Lord, can we lift our hands and our voices to God? Oh, hallelujah. We're going to do it in Jesus' name because we want to be with the Lord. We want to be with the Lord. We're not here to forge out our own destiny, our own purpose, but we're here to align ourselves with God's purpose and God's plan. Hallelujah. It's not what I have to do. It's what I need to do. Oh, it's what I get to do. I get to be with Him. I get to be with Him. I get to be in the mountain with God. I get to behold the beauty of the Lord. I get to walk with Him and talk with Him. I get to follow the Master. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, every hand, every voice. Before we sing a song, I, I wish that everybody would just lift your hands.
just as an outward expression of commitment. I'm making a commitment. We're going to do this. Hallelujah, we're going to do this. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect and flawless. But we're going to earnestly endeavor to do it. To do it. To do it. Hallelujah. So that we can be with Him. Be with Him. So that He becomes our teacher, our God, our director. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me be a sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. Oh, let me be a sacrifice. 